0: This is what's in my heart today is that we would move forward and that we would move forward together together and i want to just very quickly identify as i just kind of prepare to go into the message and thank you tanya because i know you probably don't know when to stop (laughs) when i've stopped from my intro to my message so for some of you who time preachers You can start now. But I want to just share with you four areas that the Holy Spirit has put in my heart that I feel like we need to focus on as we move forward together. I don't know if you can see these words at the bottom of the screen. They're fairly small, but the first of those is the word worship. That's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. How important it is that we worship together. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now listen, I know that God is everywhere all the time and you can worship God anywhere, anytime. But there is a different dynamic. When we come together corporately through worship to encounter a living God. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that this morning, worshiping together. But I also feel like we have got to grow together. And by growth, I mean spiritual growth. With the goal of our spiritual growth being to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So that we will look like Jesus and act like Jesus and live like Jesus. And there's a lot of different ways that you can facilitate spiritual growth, and I'm for all of them that are effective, all of them. We're going to worship together, grow together, and then serve together. Serve one another and serve our community the best that we can for the glory of God. And then we're going to reach beyond ourselves, and I love that word reach because it requires us to stretch and i believe that god is going to stretch some of us by asking us to do some things and maybe even to develop relationships with some people that normally in the past we might not feel so comfortable having relationships with but i believe it's time for us to move forward together and so i'm going to be talking about these things over the next Several weeks. I'm going to take a couple of weeks here leading up to Thanksgiving to talk to you about worship and The question that I probably get asked more than anything else about worship is why is worship? So important Why is worship so important if we can put that that uh, slide up on the screen? understand we can come together corporately to worship and think that we have worshiped but never worship i think sometimes we think that just because we've sang a few songs and uttered a few words of adoration that we have worshiped jesus said this to the pharisees he said that they worship or they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So we can come in here and we can sing songs and we can say words, we can even lift our hands, but never feel it in our heart. Genuine worship is heartfelt expression of love toward God. It's heartfelt expression of admiration heartfelt expression of adoration heartfelt expression of fascination heartfelt expression of wonder and celebration we genuinely worship god when we focus on who god is we have to understand god is omnipotent that means he is all powerful. Now that doesn't just mean that God is real strong. That means God has all power in heaven and in earth and nothing is too hard for him. Bible tells us that he is omniscient. That means he is all knowing. That he knows everything. He's not just real smart. He knows everything. The Bible says he even knows the number of hairs that are on our head. And listen, it's not because he counted. He just knows. He has all knowledge. He is an omnipresent God. As I've already said, he is everywhere present all of the time. I've never understood people who said, I spent all of these years trying to run from God. You can't run from God. He's everywhere. When you try to run away from him, you run into him. And when we truly acknowledge, when we truly focus, when we truly get a grasp on who God is, then we want to give Him the best of everything that we have to offer. The best of our time, the best of our talents, the best of our treasures, the best of our thoughts, the best of our ideas, the best of our deeds. Listen, worship is more than just the appetizer. Before the entree of God's Word. Worship. The reason that worship is so important. Is because worship brings us into the presence of God. You cannot get into the presence of God apart from worship. You cannot get into the presence of God Apart from heartfelt expressions of love and adoration and admiration for who God is. So when we come together, if we're not careful, sometimes we can just go through the motions. We can just be singing the songs because it's time to sing the songs. We, we can be saying words of adoration because it's time to say words of adoration because the pastor told us to say praise the Lord or hallelujah or amen, but never sense it or feel it in our hearts. But when there is heartfelt expressions of adoration and love and admiration from God, it brings us into the presence of God. Did you know that God wants to meet with us in Exodus chapter 25 God speaks to his people through Moses and he says I want to build for myself a house and I want you to tell my people to bring these list of materials to construct it with and in Exodus chapter 25 verse 8 he said the reason I want them to make me a sanctuary is so that I may dwell Among them, he goes on and talks about the different pieces of furniture that was to furnish his temple, his house. And one of those that we know very well is the Ark of the Covenant. And they constructed a lid that went on top of the Ark of the Covenant, a very fancy lid. And on each side of the lid were cherubims or angels, and their wings overshadowed the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. It was called the mercy seat. It was called the place of atonement. And God said there, between those cherubim, look at Exodus chapter 25, verse 22. He said, there I will meet with you. I want to meet with God when we come together. I want us to encounter a living God when we come together. If we are not encountering a living God when we come together, we're just wasting our time. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. But when we come into his presence, the Bible said let's enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. It says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people and when we worship him it brings us into his presence but it's what happens when we get into his presence that's really important I know that one of my roles as your pastor is to lead you let me tell you where I want to lead you I want to lead you into the presence of God I want to lead you into the presence of the Lord And the reason why I want to lead you into the presence of the Lord is because of what happens when we get into the presence of the Lord. The first thing that happens in the presence of the Lord is this. In the presence of the Lord, He speaks with us. He speaks with us. We go back to Exodus chapter 25 verse 22. He said there, He said, I'm going to meet with you and I will speak with you From above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony. And he said, I'm going to speak with you about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. Now, I want you to notice a very important word here that you can overlook if you're not careful. God said, there I will speak with you. Notice, he didn't say, I'll speak to you. Because God doesn't just want to show up and speak to us and then leave. No, God wants to have dialogue with us. God wants to have a conversation with us. God wants to talk with us. Him speaking to us, us speaking to God. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear the voice of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I need more than physical sustenance. I need more than just physical nourishment and strength and sustenance I need my spirit to thrive I need my spirit to be fully alive and Jesus said you'll not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God what bread does to your physical body the voice of the Lord when he speaks to us does to our spiritual man it nourishes us it strengthens us it sustains us I need to hear God speak And I pray that every time we come together, Summerton, that you hear God speak. Maybe you're going through something today. Maybe you're dealing with some kind of an issue in your family, in your marriage, in your finances. Maybe there's a little bit of uncertainty about your future. And you need to hear a word from God to guide you, to direct you, to sustain you. Listen, when we come together in his presence, he will speak to us. He will talk to us. We need him to talk to us about our future together. We need him to talk to us about our vision together. We need, to talk, we need him to talk to us, to lead us, and to guide us, and to direct us, to show us how we can be most effective in this community and most effective in advancing the kingdom of God. And we hear him speak when we're in his presence But not only in his presence does he speak to us, but also in his presence, listen, he changes us. You're going to find out I'm a pretty simple preacher. He changes us. I've had a lot of people say, well, tell us us something, Pastor. How many people have you changed over the course of your ministry? Well, I don't want to disappoint anybody this morning, but I've never changed Anybody I've got frustrated trying Can tell you that Unchangeable people are, is definitely one of the things that God has used to teach me patience in life But I've never been able to change anybody But all oh, if I can just get people into the presence of God <laughs> In his presence I know that he changes at least two things about us when we're in his presence first of all he changes our perspective on things psalm chapter 73 let's bring that scripture up and this is a long passage of scripture but i think it's important for us to look at it together this is not a psalm of david this is a psalm of asaph he was a worshiper in the house of the lord But he was dealing with an issue that many of us deal with from time to time. He was wondering, God, why does it seem like the wicked are prospering while the righteous suffer? Anybody ever been there? And so notice the perspective that he gets in Psalm 73. He says, truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, he said, I came so close to the edge of the cliff. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. Now let me tell you what Asaph's thinking about here. He's thinking about changing teams. He's seeing that the wicked are prospering while people like him, the righteous, seem to be suffering. And he's wondering, is it really worth it? And he said, I came really close to switching sides, switching teams. Notice what he says in verse 3 of Psalm 73. He said, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seemed to live such a painless life. Anybody ever witnessed that, felt that? He said, their bodies are so healthy and strong. And then he goes on to describe them. He said, they're not troubled like other people or plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace. In other words, they're proud of their pride, if that's possible. And he said that their clothing is woven of cruelty. And then he continues to describe them in verse 7. He said, these fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for they scoff and speak only evil in their pride they seek to crush others look at verse 9 now they boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth and so the people that is the people of god they're dismayed they're confused they don't get it why does it seem like the wicked prosper and are blessed But here we are suffering and perishing, drinking in all of their words. Then he goes on to verse 11 and says, does God realize what's going on? Anybody ever felt like that before? God, do you realize what's going on here? God, are you paying attention? He said, God, do you realize what's going on? They ask, is the Most High even aware of what is happening? Look at these arrogant people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply and then he goes to verse 13 and he says it like this he says was it for nothing that i kept my heart pure was it for nothing that i kept myself from doing wrong is there not any benefit in living a righteous life he said all i get is trouble all day long and every morning only brings me pain he's lost his perspective don't you think And then notice what he says in verse 15. He said, if I had really spoken what I felt, I would have been a traitor to your people. Sometimes you just need to keep to yourself what you're thinking. And that's what the psalmist here is saying. He said, I didn't voice what I was feeling, but I sure thought about it a lot, and I talked to myself. And then in verse 16, he said, so I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. But notice what happens in verse 17. He said, then one day I went into your sanctuary, oh God, and he said, when I went into your sanctuary, my whole perspective changed. I began to think about, The destiny of the wicked and I knew And the Lord revealed to me that sooner or later The wicked will be dealt with and the righteous will live forever And the righteous will be blessed But not only did it change his perspective when he was in the presence of God It also changed his attitude and his heart Because look at the next verse here in verse 21 He said, then I realized how bitter I had become How pained I had been by all that I had seen I was so foolish and ignorant You see when you get into the presence of God And you realize how wise God is How good God is How powerful God is Then you realize sometimes how foolish and ignorant we are In our moments where we've lost perspective He said I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you God And then he goes on to verse 23 and said Yet, oh thank God I still belong to you. You are holding my right hand. You're going to keep on guiding me with your counsel. You're going to lead me to a glorious destiny. Oh, he's getting his perspective straight now. He's getting his attitude right now. He's getting his heart right now. And notice what he says. Who have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart He is mine forever. Oh, God, bring us into your presence where we're forever changed. Forever changed. Then he says, how good it is to be near God. So I've decided to make the sovereign Lord my house, my shelter. Same thing happened to Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 1, he said, in the year that King Uzziah died. And you see, he's full of concern. The people are full of concern. The king is dead. What are we going to do? Who is going to lead us? They lost their perspective for a moment. But he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So where is Isaiah? Isaiah's in the presence of the Lord. And when he gets into the presence of the Lord, his whole perspective changes. And he says, you know what? The king with the little K may be dead, but the king with the big K... He is still alive. He is still large and in charge. He is still sovereign. He is still in absolute, complete control. Somebody needs to hear that this morning that has lost some perspective. Right here in the presence of God this morning, if you could just see how big, how mighty, how powerful, how strong our God is, your problems are going to look so small in comparison to how big your God really is is. Can we just take a praise break right here and give God some praise for who he is and what he's done. Come on. I think he deserves a standing ovation this morning. Why don't we get up on our feet and give God some praise in this house. Some heartfelt expressions of love, adoration, admiration, fascination. Come on, let's praise him. Let's brag on God this morning. Let's glorify God this morning. My goodness, right now in his presence, if you need healing in your body, you can receive that healing right now. In the name of Jesus. You don't have to leave here this morning the way you came. You can leave changed in the presence of God. Isaiah, just stay, just stay with me for a moment. Just remain right where you are. Tanya, if you'll come. Not only did God change Isaiah's perspective, but he changed his heart. He said, what I saw, he said, above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, with two he flew. One of them said to the other, or cried to the other and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. You see, this is what happens. When you get your perspective straight, you understand the whole earth is full of His glory. Everywhere you look is full of His glory. And he goes on to verse 4. He says this, The posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. God, feel this place. With the glory of your presence, with the cloud, the Shekinah of your presence. And then notice what happened in his presence. He said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with tongs from the altar and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Look at this change. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. My heart is when people walk in this place and encounter the presence of God that they leave changed. They may walk in depressed, but they're going to leave with joy because in His presence is fullness of joy. They may come in stressed, but they're going to leave with peace. They may come in with doubts, but they're going to leave with faith and assurance. they may walk in this place with fear but they're going to leave with courage. they may walk in this place lost (laughs) but they're going to leave saved by the grace of God. They may walk in this place empty but they're going to walk out filled. They may walk in this house broken but they're going to leave whole They may walk in sick but they're going to leave healed they may walk in bound but they're going to walk out of here free in jesus name amen and let me tell you why i know that because god has already opened my spiritual eyes and i see on a weekly basis lives being changed In the presence of God. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this room.
1: In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty. of peace. I love this right here. Troubles vanish. Our hearts are mended in the presence of sing it with me. It's here in the presence of Jehovah. Oh, that sounds beautiful. God, oh,